0: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. We're about to begin an interesting campaign under the guidance of our game master, Jeff Wilkins, who has chosen to run for us, A Time to Harvest. The campaign was written by Brian Sammons, uh, Charles Zaglanis, uh, Glenn Owen Barras, and Mike Mason, and it's available on the Chaosium website. There are six scenarios in this campaign. Let's call them chapters. Uh, That being said, this is chapter one, episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jeff. Thanks, Tom. Welcome to
1: Call of Cthulhu, a time to harvest. This will be a longer campaign, so let's settle back. Let's see where the adventures unfold for our investigators. It's currently 1930. It's in the summertime. Somewhat small city known as Arkham, Massachusetts. The following players are currently attending the prestigious Miskatonic University. They're young, they're full of vim and vigor. While the world outside is having its difficulties, prohibition is in full swing. The official start of the Great Depression was about a year ago, and people are starting to really feel the crunch. Jobs are hard to come by and people are desperate to hold on to the job they do have. But being young and in college tends to isolate one a little. There are more important things to think about. Classwork, grades, spending money, and of course dating. Let's start now with our our players. We'll introduce their characters. Um, Why don't we just keep this like a a short, um, so like name, character, any like physical description you might want to tell us, and then I'll come back to you in a minute and we'll go into a little bit more detail on character stuff. Uh,
0: Tom, do you want to start? Sure. My name is Tug Thompson, and uh, I'm on the rowing team. I'm six foot two. I weigh about 189 pounds. I'm lean, I'm muscular. Uh, I've got light brown hair and blue eyes. That's about it. Cool. Um, Bill, do you want to go next? Sure,
2: I'm playing Jack Parsons. I am an archeology span student at Miskatonic University. I'm in something new that Miskatonic has. It's called ROTC. I come from a military family with my father and my brother both serving. Uh, I plan on making the military a career and uh, I look like a young Marlon Brando. Nice.
1: And George, how about you, do you
3: wanna
1: go next?
3: I'm Jerry Dorn. I'm from Cairo, Illinois. I'm also a student at Miskatonic, studying the emerging discipline of folkloristics. Uh, I have interest in ethnology and anthropology broadly as well. But my interests extend well beyond the classroom. I'm an avid outdoorsman, fisherman, horseman, ladiesman, I enjoy good wine, good company, and certainly a good adventure, even if I am on the scrawny side. My enthusiasm makes up for it.
1: Nice. And last but not
4: least, Wayne, you want to go next? Uh, You just let the ladies uh, go (laughs) last.
1: Oh, that's right. I (laughs) apologize.
4: All right, so I'm playing Sharice Tanner. my character, she's um, pretty attractive. Uh, she stands about five foot three, five foot four, dark hair, uh, blue eyes. Um, she is a ge- geology uh, major. Um, and she, she has pretty, uh, pretty well grades. Uh, she's got, she's, I think she's between a 3.9 and a 4.0 as far as her grade point average is. Um, she likes to uh during her downtime, likes to spend a lot of time out in the woods. Um, she goes camping during the summer with her family. Um, she's a avid swimmer, although not part of the swim team. Um and uh yeah, she's just she she's more or less like a a tomboy. Um whereas most uh women during this time will be wearing, you know, long dresses or whatever. She does she seems to be a bit more conventional with uh you know, wearing pants and, uh, like I said, more or less like a tomboy. Um, and she's, she tends to be a kind of a loner, um, but that's really because she spends a lot of her time in, w- with her heads in, in the books. Um, uh, she's, like I said, majoring in geology, but minoring in archaeology and anthropology.
0: And she's smoking hot. Nice. All right, um,
1: so I'm going to change things up right from the start because of the way the scenario was written. There's a lot of backstory that needs to sort of be narrated. And I thought rather than try and like just sit here and read a long paragraph of text and kind of bore you guys, I'm going to try something a little different. So what we're going to do is we're going to basically have like a flashback scene. So we're going to start the current time is 1930, August 1930. We're going to flashback to a year ago. 1929, right around the same time period, right around August. Um, so think about the fact that you guys are technically on your summer break. Um, you, I would like if you guys could kind of set the scene for your characters to maybe, uh, I think, I'm going to start calling you by character names now. Uh, Jerry, I think you were um, living off campus but nearby. Um, Tug, I believe you're on campus. Um, so, so basically, like, you know, kind of describe uh, an average day, summer vacation, you know, what, what kind of things are exciting to you? What are you doing around town? Um, and I'm going to start with, uh, let's go back to Tom first, and then we're going to jump to Jerry, and then we're going to go to, a th- I think we'll go to Bill next, and then we.
0: Okay. Well, once again, I am Tug Thompson. Uh, my average day, I mean, we talk about summer vacation. It's not much of a vacation. My day begins before sunrise, except on Sundays when I get to sleep in, unless I'm going to go practice, in which case I get up before Sunday, sunrise on Sundays too. Then I go to practice. I usually roll for an hour, hard rolling, not that pussy shit that Mike and the grunions pull. I usually head out and around that little island in the middle of the Miskatonic. I think it's called Putnam's Island. There are some strange things we learned about it in class. I I, I take folklore. Uh, There was some old dude that lived out there. Oh, oh, and some witch. I forget her name. Anyway, I I, I then head head west uh, towards Rail Bridge, which is upstream all the way. Then I do a speed run with the current all the way back down to Peabody Bridge. Then I go back against the current all the way back to Jacob's Landing. Then I shower. And then I, uh, I head to the library because I have to do study if I'm going to stay in school uh, and get to stay on the road team. And then I go back to my dorm. Then I freshen up. And then I do my homework. Oh, oh, oh and I eat too. Uh, and uh, I, I party on the weekends unless I have to practice. Then I go to sleep and I dream of practicing or I don't dream at all. And that's my day, booyah. Nice. Next.
1: George, you wanna go, Jerry?
3: Is George So there? I also uh, often see the sunrise during the vacation and during the year, but that's not because of rising at sunrise but often because of long nights spent in contemplation or walking in the woods or observing the moon and its beautiful reflection on the water and perhaps praising it in poetry to uh, my various companions, especially female companions. I uh, definitely favor the summer and the spring and well, more indoors in the uh, colder times. But it doesn't stop me from preparing to resume my studies of folklore, although, on my own time, my uh, interests verge toward the more esoteric. I've been reading the works of uh, one Irishman, uh, Alistair. It's very inspiring. Uh, he exhorts uh, the poet to do as he will. There are great mysteries to be uh, explored, either in company or in solitude, and this seems a fine way to spend a vacation. I appreciate the river, but uh, not for the same reasons Tug does. In fact, uh, I think sometimes if he slowed down, he would appreciate it more.
0: Poetry. Mm.
1: So let's go with uh, Jack Parsons. Um, let me ask you, Jack, are you on campus? Yes. OK, great. So why don't you give me um you know, think of it like a Saturday morning. Uh, what, you're on campus. What, what would be your start of your day here? Sure.
2: Uh, I usually stay on campus. I'm a scholarship student. But I do stay on campus during the summer months to work in the cafeteria or clean up the grounds to, uh, make a little extra money. If there are any cadets around, we might run drills, uh, exercise, go to the gym, some gymnastics, some boxing. Uh, there's a gun range nearby where we can actually go shooting if we want to. Uh, Saturdays like any other day for me. I grew up in a military family. Uh, you know, Sunday is the day of rest that we use. But other than that, if I'm not in the stacks studying archaeology, out on the dig, uh, just locally investigating on my own uh, in the rare book section of the Miskatonic Library, uh, mensana corpusana. So I'm going to try to balance it out between my body and my mind and making sure I have enough money to stay in school before I join the military.
1: Nice. I'm going to say that you are going about your morning routine. So it's still fairly early on a Saturday morning. Uh Um, You've probably already eaten breakfast. You've gotten up early probably. Um, You're getting ready to head out maybe, uh, maybe going to the gun range on a Saturday. uh, But suddenly there's a knock on your front door.
2: All right. uh, I'm dressed, so uh, I actually just – who is it?
1: Uh, Mr. Parsons.
2: I'm, I'm shocked that someone's calling me Mr. So, but I, so I'm, now I'm curious. So I'll go and I'll open the door.
1: You open the door and there are two gentlemen standing on your front step there. Um, they're kind of, you can tell from their facial expressions that they, they mean business already. Okay. Uh, they've got kind of cheap brown suits on, they got their little fedoras on, um, uh, and and the, the first gentleman closest to you, the other guy is behind him, sort of glancing around the sidewalk, up and down the sidewalk. Um, but the front guy, the guy on your doorstep, uh, mm-hmm. he's looking he says, Mr. Parsons, uh, Jack Parsons? Yes, yeah, Jack. Do you, uh, do you mind if we come in for a minute to ask you a few questions? Can I ask who you are? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my name is Detective Starsky, and this is my partner, Detective Hutch. <laughs>
2: Uh, and, um, <laughs> come in, Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> Thanks, sir. You know, Jack is unfailingly polite to adults and authority figures. So he, you know, stands aside and he j- motions into the, the uh, to his, uh, you know, dorm room. He has a roommate Uh, J.J. J.J. isn't there right now, but, uh, you know, he invites them in.
1: Um, Mr. Parsons, you might want to have a seat for this. Could you join us in the living room here? Sure. Is
2: everything okay? Are my parents okay? Is my mom
1: okay? Yep, yep. Your family's fine. Uh, Nothing Uh, like that. Um, But are you uh, friends with a, a fellow student named John Jeffries?
2: Yeah, JJ, John, yeah. We're cadets together. Okay. Um, Is he okay? Is he in trouble?
1: That's why we're here trying to figure this out. Uh, um, okay. Was, oh, when the last time it was that you spoke with him?
2: It was right before he went on the, the field trip. You okay. know, we I helped him pack. You know, we're both, uh, you know, archaeology students, you know. And he's a cadet, so we're really good friends. We're really close. We've been in the program together for a while, and uh, you know, I decided to not go on the field trip because I wanted to stay and you know help out with the new cadets uh, because I'm I'm the uh, I'm the cadet chief of cadets, so to speak, the student leader of the cadets, the captain. And he decided to get some extra credit and go on a field trip, but. Everything seemed happy. Everybody just kind of drove off and waved, and I figured he'd be back in a while.
1: And as you're talking, he's he's taking notes in his little flip notebook, um, mm-hmm. and the other detective he's still standing and he's sort of he's looking around your place. He's sort of like poking at things and mm-hmm. you know, the pictures on the mantelpiece and sure. looking into the kitchen, seeing what's
3: around the corner. It's
2: a, it's a typical male college dorm room, so he might want to you know if we had, you know, soap and water, you know, he might want to wash
1: his hands later. Gotcha. <laughs> um, what was, uh, how would you describe his attitude? Did, did he seem okay? Was he excited to go on the trip?
2: Absolutely, it's extra credit, you know, and he, he's a little, he gets a little bit better grades than I, we're in a bit of a competition when it comes to grades and, you know, he seemed, you know, happy, friendly. He's just, he's just JJ, you know. He was, yeah. you know, maybe eyeballing one of the girls or something, you know, but he seemed fine. Is he
1: okay? So currently he's missing. Um, we have not been able to locate him, uh, along with his other fellow student, uh, Daphne Devine. Um, do you know if they were an item or not? I think he may have liked her,
2: but I, I, do, not, I do not know if they were an, an item. I don't know if they had gone out for drives together.
1: Okay. Do you know if there was any animosity between them? No, no. Okay.
2: I don't think she, I don't think there was any. I don't think he was angry or anything. And
1: yeah. Um. By any chance, did you know the third gentleman? His name was uh, Boyd Patterson.
2: I may have seen him around campus. I wouldn't know him by eyesight, but. Uh, you know, maybe JJ mentioned him once or twice. I don't think he was in the geology program, was he? Uh,
1: I don't think so. I believe he was uh, into anthropology, but we, I, I, I would have to check my notes on that. Hmm. Um, well, I, I'll tell you now so that you don't hear it from other sources. Uh, Mr. Patterson, Mr., uh, Boyd Patterson, he's actually deceased. Um, it appears to be a tragic climbing accident uh, so we're not ruling out foul play just at this point. But the reason we're here is because the other two students that were with him, Daphne and uh, John Jeffrey, uh, that they, they have not turned up. So currently there's a massive search going on, uh, but so far everything's leading to a dead end.
2: Can I help uh, in the search? I, I can get some cadets gathered together. We would be glad to help search for
1: them. I appreciate that. I uh, believe they have everything all in hand. Uh, there's state officials out there now, local officials, local townsmen, townsfolk are helping. So I, I believe we have plenty of people that are searching the area. So, but thank you. Have you talked to his parents yet, sir? Uh, they're on the list. Uh, the, the other detectives might be there now actually talking to them. Well, um,
2: JJ was good people. You know, I, I can't see him harming Daphne or causing harm to Boyd, but you know please if there's anything that me or the cadets can do we we're glad to stand ready you know we've got training as far as wilderness and survival and things of that nature you know i could gather up 20 people within the hour if you need them
1: okay all right we'll we'll definitely keep that in mind and if we need you we'll definitely call you and uh and, and take you up on that
2: Thank you for letting me know, sir. I really appreciate it. He shakes his hand and, you know, again, polite, yep. you know, he, he's yep. respectful to his elders.
1: So mm-hmm. yeah. All right. And then let's cut to, uh, Charisse or Charlie. Um, so same thing. Let's say it's Saturday morning. Uh, would you, I'm going to say you're going to be on campus again. So could you give me like a, <clears throat> what your typical morning
4: routine would be? So since it's Saturday, um, and of course, yeah, I'll be on campus because I, am my, uh, Place of origin is in um, Providence, Rhode Island. So, um, to cut down on costs going back and forth to, to my hometown, I'll, I, I tend to stay on campus. And uh, this particular semester, or at the end of this semester, decided to get uh, a few odd jobs um, in order to help pay for for uh, books and things like that for the next semester. Um, but I will say that on Saturdays, I work um, as more or less a uh, like a librarian at the Clark estate um, and I pretty much um, catalog and um, the, uh, the books and things like that from from that estate and I'll do that from I say early morning uh, about 9 a.m. to about 11 a.m. and then from there I'll go to the school Uh, library and uh, I'll work there until about four or five o'clock. Of course, I'll get breakfast in between there, but that's pretty much what I do. Afterwards, I will, uh, I usually take a walk, try to find like uh, if if, uh, Arkham has like a park area, um, that's where she'll spend some time um, and she'll, uh, I'll basically like I'll look around at some of the rock formations, things like that, look through nature and just get a breather more or less.
1: Okay, great. We'll say that, um, you've already had your breakfast and everything. You've got, uh, everything. You're, you're headed to the library to work. Um, and you've already got your books on your arm. Um, maybe you packed the lunch, um, you go to the front door and the same situation, you see two gentlemen standing on your front step and they're just getting ready to knock on your door.
4: Oh, um, good morning, uh, I was on my way out. Uh, how may I help you gentlemen? Yes, uh,
1: Miss Tanner, do you have do you have a minute? Uh, we, we hope
4: to not keep you long. Um, I look at my watch, uh, what time is it at this point? So it's about 8.45. Oh wow. Um, I'm actually heading, heading to work. Um, uh, who are you, gentlemen? Uh,
1: my name is Detective Starsky. This is my partner Detective tech And, uh, we just need to ask you a few questions. Um, it's about one of your fellow students.
4: Oh, um, and I look at my watch and I'll say, well, this is police business. So, um, sure. I can, I don't know how I can help you, but, um, if we can make it quick, I'm, I don't mean to be be rude, but I'm on my way to to uh, my morning job.
1: Okay, um, are you walking or riding, or?
4: Well, it was it would be like about what a eight to ten minute walk or something like that from from. Uh, so yeah, you know, um, with would five it, minutes it, to spare, basically. So
1: would it help if we walked with you then?
4: Uh sure. I, actually, that's that's perfectly fine. Um, Yeah, and I'll I'll, uh, just give me a moment, and I'll, like, lock up and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll walk down the the, the road with them.
1: Okay. Uh, And the same sort of questioning. He starts to uh, uh, ask you, he says, are you uh, familiar with uh, the Miss Daphne Devine? I believe you two are friends.
4: Oh, yes, Daphne. Um, She went on some... uh, some sort of uh, trip, school trip, school project, Um, not quite sure, it has something to do with extra credit. Um, I didn't quite need the extra credit um, since my grades are up, but you know, she was borderline B, you know, no, actually borderline A, you know, she she had a a B plus like, and she wanted to boost her grades so her her GPA gets up. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's the, I, I forget. Uh, how long it might have been, don't mind me, it's, you know, I'm busy, and I'm, you know, my sure, hands, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I apologize, but um, yeah, um, I know her, What what's going on? Well, uh,
1: I don't mean to cause you much alarm, but at the moment, she and her fellow students are uh, missing, um, and we're basically just looking to see, get some background information and find out we're not sure if there's anything suspicious or funny going on, but we just want to try to rule that out. Missing? What do you mean missing? Like, Did you, by any chance, know Boyd
4: Patterson? Boyd Patterson? Well, perhaps. I mean, he might might be a student, in, my, uh, like one of my classmates, but I pay very little attention to boys. I've got work to do. Keep my head in the books. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I, uh, um, I'm afraid to tell you, though, that, that Boyd actually is deceased. Um, it appears as though he had a climbing accident. Um, and we do know that he was with Daphne Devine and another student named John Jeffries. Um, and for whatever reason that we're trying to figure out, Daphne and uh, Mr. Jeffrey are missing. So, we're trying to make sure that they're okay. So, if you can think of
4: anything. Well, I haven't heard it. Like, I didn't receive any. any, This is the first time I'm hearing about this. So, I've been here. You know, I've been uh, working during the uh, summer semester. Um, But I haven't heard anything, no. Um, Dear God. Have you spoken to their their, their parents? I mean, I I imagine as detectives, that will be probably the first place you go but
1: yes we we have uh other detectives that are speaking with the, f- the family um we're, we're following up with the fellow students here on the on campus um can i ask you do you know if there was any sort of i don't know friction or animosity with this john jeffrey fellow
4: no i mean she would she would have told me um we're not extremely close, but you know we, we do get along. Um, I helped her study uh, during the uh, semester, and we, we do chat now and again. Um, she was really excited about this trip that she was going on um, and she didn't say anything about anything negative she didn't have any sort of negative feelings going in there and I imagine if if there was some sort of friction between her and this this, this other guy. Um, she would have brought that up. She would have been a little upset, but no, she she seemed pretty excited um, to go.
1: Okay, that that's falling in line with what we're hearing around from the other students too. Um, I mean, you, you can see how it looks, but uh, we don't want to make any judgments right now. It's still early. Um, we're, we're hoping for the best. They're out looking for them now, so hopefully they will turn up. Um, if you think of anything else and he'll hand you a a business card and he says, please uh, give us a call. If you think of anything that might lead to, you know, anything, if if you can think maybe they had a fight or maybe, Mm. uh, maybe she calls you or, or or something.
4: Okay. I'll keep in touch and I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep my ears open for it. And And I imagine that by this time, you know, during this conversation, we would finally get to the Clark estate, um and uh cecilia clark comes out um looking at her watch like you're kind of you're, you're close to being late or whatever and i'm sorry i'm sorry miss clark um but these these are detectives you know? it seems like uh one of my classmates or two of my classmates are, are missing one died in some some accident um they were just questioning me i apologize for being late and cecilia the sissy oh don't worry about it I was just joking and come on in you know I've got a new stack of uh, books for you to go through and all this other stuff so um, but yeah I'll turn to the detectives I will call you if, if I hear anything definitely
1: great thank, thank, thank you for your time and uh, thank you for speaking with us alright all right. so let's now fast forward a little bit um We'll come back to the present day, so 1930. I'm gonna have it be uh, August, I think it's 13th, which would be a Wednesday. Um, in the course of this year's time, there's been very little information, and of course, there are tons of rumors going around school. So you name it, There's people are slandering John Jeffrey, people are slandering Daphne Devine, um, it's hard to keep track as to who's saying what and what's rumor and what's true, but from the official reports, basically they did an extreme thorough search and they just they were never found. Um, the The uh, climbing accident was, in fact, ruled a climbing accident. There didn't appear to be any foul play. Um, so really, it was like a shock to the campus. Um, but eventually things kind of get back, get back to normal and life sort of went on. But it's always been in the back of your mind. Um, and, of course, your friends, you always kind of wondered, well, whatever happened to them? Maybe are they still around? Did they leave? Did they, you know, what happened? And then at some point through this recent school year, the opportunity came up to go on another field trip. And, in fact, it's to the same exact place. So you all, especially those of you that had the friends, uh, have particular motivation to go and to maybe, you know, maybe you can find something out. Um, it's unlikely that the police and the professionals missed anything, but you never know. Um, Tug, what would be your motivation for going on this field
0: trip? Do you do Extra credit. You, Yep. I only got a C-plus average, so yep. I, need the, I need the extra credit. Besides, if we're going to dig around, I like digging. Dig, digging's fun. Yep. I I hope they find the bones of their friends. Probably wedged in a crevasse someplace, and uh, they fell off the cliff along with their... What was that guy's name? Boyd Patterson?
3: hmm
0: Yeah. It would be cool if we found his skull or something. And uh, Jerry, your
1: grades and so forth, are you considered a good student? Is this for extra credit or?
3: Well, I'm sure I can use the extra credit, but that's not where I'm going. I couldn't turn down a mystery like this. And uh, well, I am impressed with uh, Tug's aesthetics if he really wants to uh, acquire a skull.
0: We could put a candle in it
3: yes that would uh that would be quite striking well, uh perhaps I misjudged you tug i uh thought your uh only uh, enthusiasm for uh the uh the wild was uh, physical exertion uh I think I had you wrong oh, I,
0: I think, think there's be gonna be plenty of physical exertion, so.
3: Well, I think I can manage that too. So, especially um, if there are bones to be excavated. There you go. We should uh, we should see if some of the archaeologists are coming along.
0: Well, so yeah, so, yeah. so,
1: so I'm going to uh, fast forward a little bit. So uh, what happens is um, this is a, a return trip to the same area. Um, it's being uh, basically head up by two professors, uh, Professor Roger Harold. He's the current professor of anthropology um, and then you have a dual I don't know if you want to call it a dual mission, but you have Professor Learmouth. Um, he's actually in charge of the geology department and his specialty is metallurgy. Um, they uh, Professor Learmouth has been able to acquire, funding from a corporation known as the uh, federated federated oil and hold on federated oil and chemical so basically you know think uh, like Exxon or some sort of gas type company. Um, they've been kind enough to donate funds for this joint investigation. They're hoping the geology students can, uh, can possibly turn up some uh, mineral and ore samples from the area, um, and at the same time, as the show of good faith, they're allowing the folklore students to come along, and they want you all to um, basically follow up on the folklore of the area. It's rich with stories. Um, so, it's kind of a, a dual joint field trip here. Um, you have a list of students who are all going. You may have known some of these students. You've seen them in class, definitely. You may have seen them around campus. Um, that's my list. But we have the leader of this expedition is going to be Robert Blaine. Um, he's a little bit older than you guys, probably a year ahead of you. Uh, could each of you do a knowledge role
0: for me? I'm sorry,
3: which knowledge is that?
1: Uh, knowledge would be, uh, was idea role? uh, in your top skill.
4: Nope. 84 out of intelligence. intelligence.
3: You said to just rule whichever is the top skill.
0: No, it's intelligence roll.
3: Ah. Oh, I see. It says idea. Yeah. I,
0: I heard two fails,
3: uh,
1: jacket in here with your microphone. Sorry about that, I passed mine. Pass, okay, and Jerry? I failed. Yeah, okay. Jack, um, perhaps it's because you were friends with John Jeffrey. Uh, you recognize the name Robert Blaine, you might actually know him a little bit. Um, what you know from last year was that he was actually supposed to be with those students on that same field trip. Uh-huh. But the night before they were supposed to leave, he had an accident where he fell down the stairs and he broke his arm. So he actually did not go. Um, And you kind of watched him spiral out of control a little bit as the year went on. Uh, It was a matter of guilt. Uh, Maybe it was survivor's remorse sort of thing. Um, He went from being a decent student to getting involved with alcohol and letting his grades slip. Um, he started to become very withdrawn. And then as the year went on, he slowly started to pull himself out of that. And he became friends with the professor, uh, Professor Harold the anthropology. and uh, And now this is sort of like the same thing with the professor because this is kind of a black mark on his record too have such a tragedy around an event that he was in charge of. So now that this second time is, is rolling around, they're hoping to, like, sort of redeem themselves.
2: So uh, did Professor Harold actually, did he go on the previous trip and make it back?
1: He, or was he it just
2: not. under his purview and he sent them off?
1: Correct. Yep,
2: the latter. Okay. Um.
1: So that was Robert Blaine. So he's your—he's going to be your group leader. Um, you have Roderick Block. Uh, his nickname—he goes by Little Rod, although he's not little. He's a lot like you, Tug. He's a jock. He's a football star. Um, have uh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yep. Friends?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, We have um, Louis Gibbons. He's a rather charming fellow, Uh, looks dapper. He's known for playing the piano. Um, If there's ever a a get-together, if there's any sort of musical, he'll he'll provide musical entertainment. He's not afraid of the spotlight. We have a gentleman called Terence Laszlo. He's a little, to be kind, he's a little bit snobbish, a little bit of a bore. You have Harold Higgins, or Harry, as he goes by. Uh, He's kind of the joker of the class. He's always pulling practical jokes, rarely takes anything serious. What was that? He's crazy. He's crazy. You got uh, William Noakes. He's pretty much just an average, good, friendly good guy. Uh, You have Clarissa Thurber. So... Uh Therese or Charlie, you will not be the only female on this trip. You will have uh, another female on the trip with you, Clarissa. Uh, she's ambitious, and she's rather charming. She's rather good-looking. You have uh, Jason Trent. He's very shy. Um, black hair, kind of sullen-looking, kind of sticks to himself. Um, and I believe that is it as far as all the other students.
3: Yep, that's it.
1: So what we're going to do is, let's have us. let's we'll say it's a Wednesday. You guys are going to be prepared to leave on this trip on Friday. Um, I want to give you guys a chance to, you can either explore, you can ask for the questions around campus, you could talk about equipment, what you might need, what what's going to be provided. Um, you can talk with the professor. He can give you guidance. Um, it's kind of up to you guys as to which direction you want to go first.
0: I'm thirsty. I'm going to get something to drink. Uh.
2: So in the prep, up in the In the prep for this, how has uh, Blaine been acting? Does he seem to kind of be eager to get back into the saddle to redeem himself? Is he nervous? Do we see any backsliding as far as drinking or things of that nature are concerned? I mean, I just kind of want to make sure that our leader is able to lead.
0: Do you know Blaine? Why don't you go talk to him? I'm sure he's like hanging out over there.
1: Those are good questions. He um, he does seem to have pulled things through lately. Uh, like I said, it, it was a range of motions, almost, where he seemed depressed at times. Uh, he kind of blamed himself, um, but, but yes, it, uh, he, he definitely has kind of turned things around and he's eager. He wants to be the leader. He wants to protect everybody. He wants everybody to be safe. Um, did, did that? Does that answer?
0: Yeah.
2: Is there an area, like maybe one of the classrooms, where we're kind of all, we're throwing our bags there, we're putting stuff that we want to bring there so that when we, you know, when we decide to load up the cars or whatever, everything is in one place?
1: Yes. Does that make sense? Yep, we can definitely do that. Um, So this is uh, the general area that you guys are in. You can see Arkham there. Uh, That's where you guys currently are. Um, If you look in that lower right-hand corner, the state of Massachusetts, you can see Arkham is in the top right of that. And then you can see there's a line that goes all the way down. You see past Blackwater Creek, past Dunwich, past Aylesbury, and heading up into Vermont. That line is actually your direct route. That's where you're headed. You're headed to southern Vermont. Okay. Um, You're headed to a town called Cobb's Corner.
3: I was wondering something about uh, Mr. Blaine. Yes. Is he uh, still fond of drink?
0: Well. Who isn't?
1: Yeah, that's a hard question to answer because depending on the night, depending on his mood. Remember,
2: prohibition is still in effect. Exactly,
1: prohibition. It's hard to come by, although in the city of Arkham, maybe not that hard. There's a lot of speakeasies about. I can get you whatever you want. Tug apparently has
4: connections.
3: <laughs> well, then I'm sure that we're friends. As I would be with Mr. Blaine, if uh, he had the right connections to uh, maintain such a decadent habit.
0: Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: I'm just worried about the stupid folklore project that we're supposed to Oh, it's hard enough learning all that folklore in class. I don't know the folklore in this area. We maybe isn't it been
3: more interesting when we uh, have an adventure to uh, inspire us with? Uh, perhaps. Uh, perhaps the diversion will. Uh, well, lend
0: some... what what are we going to go looking for? Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 do you know the folklore of the the Vermont of this? What is it, Cobb Corner? Oh, I don't know anything about Vermont. If we were going to New Hampshire, oh, I'm
3: sure I can uh, find my way to the library before Friday. Uh, I do recall, uh, in passing, learning some of the uh, legendary of the local natives, uh, including the uh, Wampanoag tribe. Uh, they're, they're rather mysterious. They also uh, disappeared almost to the man. Of course, there's the uh, usual accounts of uh, warfare and uh, disease and uh, Colonial persecutions, but well, the other tribes haven't vanished and they have. Just
0: hmm.
3: like our friends.
0: Weren't there some stories about vampires up there in Vermont? But it was like people were dying of tuberculosis and and they thought that they were vampires or the place Oh, you mean white. when they
3: uh, exhume bodies and uh, find that they're still uh, red at the lips?
0: No, they had blood in their hearts, and they had to burn the blood. They had to burn the hearts in the towns. I can't remember the name of the place, but it was like um,
3: to keep chi- the corpses from rising.
0: Chicken stalker or, or Bart Stocker, something like that. Well,
3: now, uh, Tug, you've done it again. It's going to be much uh, harder to concentrate on the uh, folklore for our uh, expedition when it would be much more engaging to uh, plumb the depths of the library for vampiric lore. Well, why don't you, why don't you come along? You don't spend enough uh, time in the library, at least according to your own account.
0: All right. You I'm actually gonna you, go.
3: Uh, recognize
0: the name.
3: You're, you're right,
2: I'm actually gonna go to where we're kind of putting all our gear and supplies, and you know, being of a military mind, I'm gonna you know check it once, check it twice, uh, make sure everything is in place, make sure you know I've got a clipboard. I'm going over things, uh, you know. if anyone else is there, I'll put them to work and boss them around a little bit and make sure that, uh, uh, you know, that we're taken care of, you know, that we have everything that we've asked for. I might be a little irritating to some people, but uh, you know, that's just the way I was raised.
1: Uh, so I just threw up a map there of Vermont. Um, that'll give you a much better idea where you're headed bottom lower left, you can see a little circle in gray, it says Cobb's Corner. Um, you're basically going to be coming up from the lower right of the state up through Brattleboro, and then over to I believe it's called Wilmington, and then you're going to head north up into Cobb's Corner.
0: Cool. Can we sit the see- Wiltworth Arms Inn? <laughs>
3: <laughs> They've got a nice... Has anyone ever discussed what the original motive for the uh, field trip was?
1: It's basically been the exact same motive that what you guys are being tasked with.
3: So they they went up,
1: It was another joint venture uh, with the geology and folklore group. Was it sponsored by the same people? Yes. Okay.
3: But, But a joint venture with what intention?
1: Uh, same thing. So their intent is that they hope that by sending the students out they can get soil samples, uh, possibly find any sort of important uh, minerals and ore. Uh, and then the folklore was just uh, Professor uh, Harold, I think was the he was the one who intentionally tried to get this whole field trip off up and running off the ground. Um, and at first he was met with a little um, friction. And then at the last minute, the geology professor stepped in and came up with this idea of the joint task. And that seemed to work out for everybody.
3: And so what, after all, was so uh, engaging about the folklore in this obscure location that would motivate such efforts? Is it possible to uh, learn that through uh, word of mouth in the department? Or does that actually require library time to uh, verify, or both?
1: Um, it's. Definitely, I'll say just common knowledge. Um, it's definitely an interesting place. There's lots of folklore around that place. Uh, local superstitions, talks of things in the woods, things that go bump in the night, witches, Ooh. vampires,
0: werewolves, ghosts, the, maybe like the wood devils of uh, of uh, Coos County. I mean, it's kind of like uh. If you're into
1: folklore and all, this is sort of, what was that TV show?
0: What's a TV show?
1: Yeah, Erie. Erie, PA. Erie. Where, like, all the weird stuff happens.
2: So what was uh, Federation Oil and Chemical after the disastrous events of the first one? What was kind of their official stance? What was their statement on that? Were the families recompensed in any way, or did they try to get extra help to
1: find them? Yes, the initial search was thorough. Um, they provided the funds for the search. Uh, of course, they never admitted to any sort of guilt in any of it, and of course, there was never really any accusations of guilt either. Uh-huh. It was basically just a climbing accident. Um, uh-huh. So, but yes, they you know they tried to help. Pretty much in any way they could.
0: Okay. Yeah. But they were basically getting free labor to have students go out and do the surveying work for them, rather than pay a professional to go out there and do it. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. See, that's kind of smart. Well, and I, then, and then good, the folklore uh, people just went along because they, they had the bus had more seats in it and they could go. Yep. Yes, on
3: that note, granted that I'm not the most uh, studious and uh, I'd often literally rather be fishing, uh, nevertheless, such a morbid mystery uh, was sure to hold my attention for the past year, if anything would. So uh, in between, you know, at least passing, uh, I'm sure I found time to inquire a little more thoroughly as to the particular folkloric interests uh, among all the weirdness of the region, surely our esteemed professor has uh, written about the subjects before. Uh, and perhaps even uh, those uh, few who I might be acquainted with in Arkham who have interest in the adult might have sorted uh, the mere superstition from uh, folklore with a uh, germ of truth. So. Uh, I wonder if it might be possible to compress uh, a year's worth of idle curiosity into either a summary of useful information or a role or two.
1: Yeah, um, I think I don't have anything more specific other than what you do know already. Uh, there is definitely the connection with the Indian tribe that uh, you mentioned already. Um, so uh, that's certainly something you can look into as far as the folklore aspect of it. Uh, why did their tribe go missing? You know? Um.
3: Well, then I will definitely uh, spend our uh, prep time with uh, further research uh, on those uh, natives, particularly if our uh, professor himself has done any uh, such research. Uh, yeah. But it's hard not to be distracted by Tug's whole vampire tantrum. So if I see anything about vampires, uh, I'm definitely looking into that.
0: Those, those are some cars. Yep, so that's your
1: transportation right there. You got a red one and a blue one, and then you've got a nice uh, work truck that's going to be taken out mostly for the geology crew. Uh, in the picture, there's no canopy on it, but it will have like a canvas tarp over it uh-huh. to, to provide you with some sort of uh, protection from the elements.
2: Now, are we going to be staying in tents? Are we going to be staying at the site? Are we going to be staying at a hostel or a hotel? And then traveling each day out to wherever the dig is.
0: That's excellent a excellent actually, Oh, who knows what we might observe. In can, I, can I ride in the back of the truck? Yes, Todd. Mean? Absolutely. Yeah, that's an excellent question.
1: Um, the professor uh, steps up and he tells you that we have um, acquired a place with a local, through a local real estate company. Uh, it's currently an abandoned house uh, up on the market, but it will provide you with shelter and uh, should be you know the, the bottom line you can read between the line it's free long uh-huh. Ooh. Ooh, an abandoned
2: house That's and does is federation federated oil and chemical are they kind of do they have a guy on the ground here that is a liaison between ourselves or did they just kind of sign a check over to the professors and say spend this how you will. Yep, the latter. They kind of okay. You
1: know, Here's the money. You're in charge. Of the professors, and right. The professors are doling it out to blame. Um,
2: so the professors would be the one who, uh, you know, dug up the agent, so to speak, and the agent. You know, we need a place for you know ten kids to stay, and <laughs> you
0: know, dug up the, dug up the. Agent.
2: See what I did there? Yeah. I'm that smooth. Uh, so uh, good. Okay. So that means you know we're not going to be roughing it, so
1: to speak. Yes. Now that said, there could be an opportunity where you might, especially the geology students, you might be traveling back and forth from the house to the sections or the areas that you would will be. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's assumed. Yeah. So they are providing you with uh, tents. Uh, nothing fancy, just like your typical Pup tent, canvas pop tent. Right. Um, but it'll be enough that all of you will have one if you need it, and if anybody wants to bring anything in addition, you can.
3: Well, I, I hope they can spare a tent for an adventurous folklore.
1: Sure, that, that's they can make sure they're they're fairly cheap. Basically, they're just a tarp with a string.
2: So it's almost like you know, each evening, you know, we'll have tents there in case people don't want to make the drive back to the house. Yep and or if they want to continue working into the night you know I'm sure there'll be lanterns and things available or you can go back to the modern conveniences of the house you know or if the if the if the dig needs to be protected or watched in some way yeah okay.
3: Uh quick question since I uh, have a uh, technological limitation and can't see the math um, is there uh, any uh, water near where we're going?
1: The uh, the house that you'll be staying at has a um, uh, a pump, a water. No, pump.
3: I'm not talking about running water. Are we talking about like a yeah. river. I'm talking about uh, a water source that is deep enough to uh, care about. Yeah, a river, a stream, a lake, uh, a, a big pond.
1: That's yes,
0: Vermont. There's water everywhere. Yes,
1: ponds are everywhere, um, but in fact, uh, Cobbs Corner. There is a large uh, river that runs right along the, the edge of the town. Um, and it's known, in fact, for being a great way of transporting uh, goods. So there are uh, flat boats. I forget the actual name, but they're they're basically like flat transport boats. Uh huh. Right. And, and they're known, that particular area is known for its uh, produce. So they are. deep river? Oh, maybe 100 yards across. Anywhere from 10 to 20 feet deep, give or take?
3: Hmm. Well, it doesn't seem that likely that uh, I'd uh, be needing diving gear for that, but I'll uh, bring along anything in the way of uh, swimming gear, water gear, uh, anything that might be uh, useful you know, just in case uh, there's any reason to go in the river. Sure.
0: Can I bring my skiff?
1: You can. I don't know what the has or what the uh, conditions like. You know, it, it's a river, so depending on the water, you know, we might have rocks or things like that. But it,
2: it might also, be. we may not have room depending know, on how it's
0: big. It's long.
2: Yeah, afraid you may have, you may have to be without it for a couple of weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, but I will bring some swimming stuff. It is summer. But, the, the the scheduled um, field trip
1: is supposed to be a week.
2: Oh, one week, okay. Mm.
0: Don't worry. If you get bit by one of the vampires, you can stay there forever. I got some thinking to do.
2: I'm basically still, you know, I'm working with uh, Blaine and... You know, making sure that the gear's there, uh, maybe looking occasionally at Clarissa if she happens to walk in the room, but blushing and then turning away and, you know, trying to get my mind on my business. I'm sure that uh, I've had class with uh, with Charlie. She's probably giving me a hard time. She may, she may know me well enough to know that I'm not too keen, you know, not too uh, good with uh, the opposite sex, so... I'll just, you know, keep my mind on my business.
3: If she happens to walk in the library, that will be another distraction. But uh, hopefully, I'll have uh, some uh, lurid tales of vampires already located, and failing that, some poetry to hand.
0: Hey, Charise.
4: I ignore you. No, I'm kidding. I'll say, I'll I'll say hello, and um, I mean. These guys are prepping. I, I'm used to uh, camping and everything like that. So I had my own tent and I uh, have my gear uh, that I use for digging. Um, of course, I have my notebooks and stuff like that. Um, I overhear your talk about vampires and all that other stuff and kind of shake my head.
0: Don't worry, I'll protect you from any vampires that might show sure, up. Sure,
4: you can do that. Vampires. I, I'm you, thinking more
0: like the the. the are you the, sure
4: what she wants is protection? The wood devils. The wood devils. Maybe we'll see wood devils now. I mean, like I, I, of course, I, I think it's you know kind of a uh, uh, a. Uh, course that mandatory course that you you take folklore and and uh um so i would have taken some some of this stuff but i don't really believe i mean i'll i find it fascinating like some of the ancient history of of like the uh the native americans um interesting in some of their ways it's one of those it's one of those eza courses
0: yeah you know what that's what that's what uh counselor crackle told me and it's Bullshit! That's <laughs> one of the hardest classes I've ever taken. I took it because I thought it was going to be easy. This is just going to tell stories about Paul Bunyan and and uh, what's that other guy? The guy that walked across the United States throwing apple seeds all over? I don't remember what his name is. Uh,
3: I'm pretty sure uh, the apple seed Chinese.
0: was in the name. Oh, Johnny Appleseed. Oh. I don't know. Uh-huh. That was the name of the place. That was the place, Woodstock, that had the vampires. Charlie, ah.
3: Charlie, what is your... You uh, along to the library now.
1: Charlie, what uh, is what would like your?
3: I'm
1: sorry.
0: <laughs> the lag is causing you guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. John. Charlie. Can you give me a sense of? the other female in the group, Clarice, or Clarissa, um, how do you feel about her? Are, are, you, uh, are you, you know, looking to, to, to be friends with her on this trip? Are you looking to be buddy-buddy? Uh, is there any sort of jealousy, maybe?
4: Or why would I be jealous? Nah, that's
1: what I'm asking.
4: Um, I wouldn't be jealous. Like, again, like my, you know, my my focus in, in, at uh, Miskatonic is strictly academic, so I'm not – like if all the boys want to, you know, fall on over her, that's fine. Um, if she comes to me and she's, like, quite tired of their attention, <clears throat> we can probably become friends over, over that, that sort of thing. All right. Um, if, she's, if she's more on the academic side of things and – um if she's a good student, now we would probably uh prepare notes and stuff like that
3: but uh Jeff
2: said she was ambitious, so she's probably a little bit of a flirt, she probably knows how the game is played she knows how to which how to talk to professors uh i I think that she may not be as bookish as Charlie is. that would be my initial guess let
1: me um. We do two things, uh, Charlie and Jack. Could you both do a spot hidden? And that
2: first spot hidden of the
4: game, first
1: spot hidden. And Jack, I'm gonna give you penalty dice. Oh man,
4: all right, just because, no worries. I missed that 69 out of 60.
3: Hidden. Alright,
2: penalty dice? Nope. I, I would have made it if I didn't have the penalty dice, but I take the higher, so no thank you all.
1: Um, I'll give you this information. Um, we'll say that Jack, you missed it completely, but uh, Charlie, you kind of picked up, you're catching the occasional glance between uh, Clarissa and uh, Blaine.
0: Oh boy.
1: Okay. Um, Clarissa. She has long, light brown hair, hazel eyes, with an athletic physique. She has a very faint lisp that she works very hard to conceal. She enjoys wearing pretty dresses on a cons- of a conservative length, and only a piece of jewelry she wears is a silver locket, which is a family heirloom from her mother.
4: She's wearing a dress on this trip. Yes. I will roll my eyes and go back to what I'm doing. Silly girl.
1: And she she's almost she's not she's kinda of hovering around you. Not smothering you at all, but like she's she's aware that you're the only other woman on the trip with her. So she's sort of like, you know, safety and number sort of thing.
3: Yep, yep.
4: All right, well, I mean, I'm not going to be impolite to her if she's talking to me, but I'm not going to spark a conversation with her either. Yep, sure.
1: You do know that she's a chemistry major, so if you want to talk science with her, she's also good on talking that. Okay. Well, uh, she's got a very good grade average. Her GPA is around
4: 3.8. Oh. Okay. Well, again, uh, you know, um, well, I will say um, I will, like, turn towards her if she's hovering. And I will, since we haven't really left yet, I will ask her, is that what you're planning to wear out on this uh, this trip?
1: Yeah,
4: why? Well, it's a nice dress, um, and we are going to be in the dirt. I don't think that will be... I don't think that you would like such a nice dress to be, you know, soiled. We are going for soil samples, by the way. So, yeah, she probably doesn't own pants. She's, um, she's, is she is. You said that she's athletically built. How how tall is she?
1: I uh, will say five six.
4: Well, I said I was what, about five, three, five, four. I mean, I have some, you know, pants I could spare you, but they, they might be a little short for you.
1: Well, that, that would be great. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I could rustle up
4: a belt somewhere. I mean, I'm not heavy or anything like that. What are you trying to say? She and I are about the same bill. You got few why. pounds there, Charlie.
1: <laughs> oh, you mean short in length. I
4: thought you meant short in trying to no, shorten my length. pants up. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm looking up to her slightly, and I'm like, yeah. Some I'm high waters. Short in length.
1: So it's definitely an, an awkward moment. Like she's, She's like, not sure if she wants to sacrifice her fashion for practicality,
4: but it's she's also, you? Yep, but I you know, the, the offer stands. I mean, it's up to you to take it.
1: Yeah, I, no, I definitely. Know. She, she's very thankful and appreciative. And so therefore she is, she'll, she'll accept your offer. Um, let's sort of wrap up the, the, uh, equipment and stuff. Um, is there anything in, in particular you guys want to bring on this trip?
2: I think it might save us some time that we can just kind of assume that we have everything that we would need for a standard dig, you know, rather than going through the manifests of madness <laughs> and, uh, you know, listing every every single item. Yep. I mean, I think that if we assume that we have it, we will have it. And let's just say – that we're competent, we know what we need to pack and anything that we might miss. Either the professors will speak up and make sure that we have it. I have a clipboard of power and or Blaine would make sure that we would have it. And, uh, you know, odds and ends and weird stuff, I guess we can just handle on a case by case basis.
0: Okay, yeah, that's I have, basically, I have, I have a pocket
1: knife. That pocket is. knife, okay. That's basically uh, you know anything that I would consider unusual like now would be your chance to like pick it up um, There is a small general store in town, so it's not like you need to cover everything I'm just looking you know if any of you has anything weird requests or
0: Well, you said we we're gonna have kerosene lanterns. Yeah. Yep. sure. Um, I Suppose maybe a flashlight, but That's not sure that how popular they are at this time. So
1: Yep. no f- uh, batteries are still around Um they last on average about two hours, so they're not quite as powerful as what we're
0: used to, but yep, they're common. And the flashlights aren't very bright.
3: Right. I think it's probably prudent to make special notes that I'm bringing a rifle. Okay. Uh Is that cleared with the, the school. It's a hunting rifle.
1: I think uh, in that time and under the circumstances, it's as long as you are clearing it and you're up front with everybody about it, it's really like not that big of a deal. Um, you know, it's it's like you might be able to get some food while you're out there too. So
3: Yeah, I'm certainly not trying to conceal my hunting item. Right. Yeah.
0: It's not like trying to sneak it on the trip. I, I don't own a gun, so I do own a gun. I'm not a very good shot any I will bring a hatchet in case we need to chop wood. Sure, that's okay. a good idea.
1: Um, Jack Blaine uh, pulls you aside, and he gives you an envelope. Okay. And, uh, inside the envelope is uh, quite a bit of money. Um, the uh, the FOC Federation Oil, they've given a series of. It's not a lot, but it's enough.
0: Uh, especially dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically, it's the the money you got. You can control it to give to the folklore students. It might be able to be used to loosen lips.
2: Oh, okay. All right.
1: How much is it? Let's say it's uh, yeah,
0: five dollars. It's like fifty bucks. But it's probably not one five-dollar bill. It's probably right.
2: Right. Right. Okay. I'll just, uh, you know, slip
3: it inside my jacket. Yep. Yep. Well, since right. it sounds like we're talking about uh, our impending departure, um, since I spent that day in the library before we uh, left, uh, is it possible that by specifically researching any of the relevant topics in the Miskatonic University Library, I learned anything else? Uh, or were you presuming a successful role when you filled us in? Yep, exactly. The, the latter. Um, uh, okay.
1: Yep, there's nothing really specific per se about it. No, when
2: it comes to the, to the geology students and the folklore students, are there, uh, is there like a student leader for each group? Is there kind of a, you know, seniors, then juniors, then sophomores, then freshmen? Are the seniors on the trip kind of taking a leadership role or?
1: Uh... Um, not exactly. Basically, it's Blaine. Blaine's running. Okay. Away. All right. Um, uh, to be honest with you, uh, I'm not sure exactly how, like, classes are going to be treated in the rest of the scenario. So, like, I want to stay away from, like, well, okay, you're a junior. Um, okay. You know, because, like, this could fast forward two years. And I still want okay. you guys to be in school still if you need Right, to. right, right. So we'll, we'll just sort of – I just
2: didn't know if Blaine had an equivalent on the folklore side or if he's pretty much the guy for both folklore and geology.
1: Yep, he's he's both. He's going to be – All right. Both. I, I,
0: I assume the teachers are the ones in charge, and they'll tell Blaine what to tell us. Yeah. yeah. Now, just to be clear, though, the teachers are the not – The teachers going... aren't going. Oh, yeah. Well, then I assume that the professors have told Blaine what to tell us.
1: Exactly. Yes. Well,
2: they've probably given him his marching orders. It's like, this is what you're doing, and make it happen, and then you got a week and
3: go. Yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully Robert will Why is this a guy in charge again?
1: Um, he's so- familiar with the area. He was supposed to go last time, but didn't. Um, and it's kind of like a way for him to, I don't know, prove himself.
3: Um, but is he familiar with the area because he's uh, been there before, or because he's from there?
1: There was—you're uh, catching me off guard. There was a previous trip. Um, they
0: probably go out there every year.
1: So the one—the the one in 1929, where it was just the three students that went, when Blaine was supposed to go, they were actually going as a follow-up trip to a previous one. Okay. uh, They had found some interesting uh, ore samples, and that's kind of like why they returned to the area. Um, So you're catching me off guard, because I can't remember for sure if Blaine was on that very first one, but I think he's familiar with the area. Okay.
2: We can say he is, it's no big deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. We're just about ready to leave then. We can fast forward to Friday
0: morning. Um I'm gonna sneak and bring
4: smoke. Yes, I was gonna Actually, I was I was gonna say that um within my possessions, I still have the the business card of the detectives.
0: Great, good thing. Heart ski and Stutch.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Everybody give me a roll, D100 roll. I'm just looking to see if you get under 50 or over 50.
0: 52.
3: Over 50. I, I'm a sorry, did you want us also do that? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. 70, 70. Um, I got seven. Ooh. Okay. that would be under <laughs> yes it would well do we know what this means yet yeah. no. i'm going to tell you in a
1: second
0: Uh tra- about Charisse. 77 over so the dorn is the only one who made it so those of you who got over which is most of you um
1: I'm going to put you guys in the same category that you all are heavy sleepers.
3: (laughs) Jerry, you're going to be a light sleeper. Well, that fits. Uh, I would expect that I would be a light sleeper.
1: Yep. Uh, Just make a note of that on your sheets if you can.
3: Uh,
0: Okay. Um, They say an empty mind and you just sleep like a baby. I have an empty mind.
4: Okay, sorry, I got too many papers.
1: Um, One other little piece of information that might be important. When you guys leave, uh, Rod is going to be driving the truck. Um, Terrence is driving the red car, and William Noakes is driving the blue car. Blaine and Clarissa are going together in the red car. Um, so if you want, it's probably not important, but if you guys want to give me seating arrangements, we can, or we can just skip that.
3: Uh, I'll, uh, wait, can you say again, um, who's in the red car, Blaine and who else? Blaine and Clarissa. Oh, I'm in the red car.
0: Okay. I want to go in whatever car Harry Higgins is in.
1: Okay.
4: (laughs) We got to talk. It doesn't matter. Which aren't, you, aren't
3: you ladies going to stick together?
4: It's not necessary, but um, I'll just go in whatever,
3: whatever
2: cars left over. I'm not choosing.
4: Okay.
1: All right. I got, got it written down. All right. I feel like I'm forgetting one other thing, but I can't find it. So we're going to push forward. All right, so we're gonna say Friday morning comes. Um, Everybody's excited for the trip. Everything's been arranged. Oh, the other thing I was gonna tell you. Uh, There's another gentleman, even though the students, you guys are driving up there, once you get there, you're going to be uh, provided with a driver for the geology team for the truck. Um, He's a local guy, Uh, his name is Joe Harlow. Uh, He knows the area really well. He knows all the shortcuts to get places. He can take you to the good locations. Um, So basically, once you get there, he'll drive the truck, and then the rest of you can just split up in the cars. What was his name again? Joe Harlow. Okay. All right, so you guys get started. It's Friday morning. It's early. You're getting an early start. Um, Gear has been acquired. Everything's been taken care of. Um, And off you go. It's a rather uneventful trip. It's long. The uh, roads are not all that great in some places. The cars are not all that fast. So it takes you roughly until about one thirty. to get there. The, the realty place uh, gave you basically the, the sales slip or the sales uh, brochure for this. So in that, there's a uh, floor plan, a layout of the house. Um, so it's, and it's really quite simple. It's Basically, you've got a, a large living room, great room on the first floor. Fireplace, kitchen, obviously. Uh, there's a bedroom parlor. Um, Lane has already called dibs on that. They made special arrangements that normally did not have a phone, but they had a phone put in just for that, and that's in the parlor. Um, and then upstairs, basically, it's real simple. You just have uh, two bedrooms and the hallway, and it's been already pre-decided that the women will take the upstairs and the men will be downstairs.
0: What? Two bedrooms for the girls and one bedroom for all the guys? Yep. That's insane. <laughs> I'm sleeping outside. That is a definite option. You can do that.
2: Or we can crash on the floor yeah. of the great room
0: mm-hmm.
2: or put cots
3: up or something like that. Folding cots.
0: It's not like it's going to get hot. I mean, cold outside, so. Right. And Yes, an yeah, I'm rather looking forward to the outdoors. We have to shit outside cheese. Yes, you do. Cheese. Do we have to brush our teeth outside? Ew.
1: The kitchen has the pump, so you can do it in the kitchen. Okay.
3: I really took you for a man that spent more time
0: in the wild, Tug. I'll go for a hike, but I ain't gonna... I want to shit in the woods. Take something Not to leave.
2: Take something to wipe.
1: All right. So what we'll do is, uh, you arrive into town. It's a small town. Um, you pretty much blink and you're through it. So think, um, you know, 1930 think, uh, like a Norman Rockwell painting. Uh, it's got all the, you know, there's a general store, there's a local police department, there's a diner, uh, like a grill called Jim's grill. Um, you know, pretty much everything you would expect to find in a small town. Um, as you drive through it, the idea is that you're gonna to go to the house first, kind of get set up, and then we'll see what happens from there. All right. All right,
0: so. To the front of the house then? Yeah. Creepy.
1: Yep. unfortunately, the sales brochure made it look prettier than it was it's rather run down. Uh, yes. the, the grass out front is at least knee high. Um, it's, it's
0: definitely not been taken care of very well. Let me go first, ladies. We'll make sure there's no snakes in the grass. I hate fucking snakes. Oh, sorry, my language. <laughs> So I start. Beating oh, do you
3: uh, you run into a lot of those on your uh, hikes.
0: I start beating at the grass. I better not run into any. Better not run into any spider webs. God, I hate spider webs. <laughs> so yeah. I'm making noise. I'm stomping the ground and I'm pushing All down right. the
4: grass. Hello? Yep. Meanwhile, I'm going. I'm used to spiders and I'm used to snakes and. I'm looking at this fool tr- tromping around in the garden, <laughs> and I carefully pick my way around the the overgrowth, make my way to the house. Okay. So I, let's uh,
2: let's everybody yeah, get, get, get you. your bags out of the truck and out of the cars. Let's get uh, the personal stuff unpacked first, and let's get the sleeping arrangement squared away.
3: Hmm. I I uh I'm probably not making a uh hasty effort to be super efficient nor am I beating my way through the grass right away but I would like to uh actually look around at the environs with a more I don't know practiced eye does it actually look like there's like critters living in the grass uh how just how run down does everything look
1: yeah um I don't know it, it, more than the description that I gave you already. I mean, it's, it, it's not been taken care of. Uh, let's just say that. Um, it's not, looks like it hasn't been lived in in quite a long time. Um, there's a key that was under the rock that was pre-assigned. Blaine gets the key. He unlocks the front door. You open the front door, uh, no electricity. So there's the kerosene lamps that you guys have already flashlights, obviously. Um, Everything has a, a thin coating of dust on everything um, it's not very clean, but it's free you know what what do you what do you expect do you...
3: does it doesn't it look so as if the, the animals animal animal, have uh, taken up residence on the property
1: yeah there's there's probably i mean that's a safe assumption you're kind of out in the middle of nowhere on the edge of town uh, woods are behind the place actually all around it really um, oh. Nice. Yep. Uh,
0: silver maples are the predominant tree. Um, old hardwoods, oaks. We um, have squirrels. We're going to have raccoons. We're going to have skunks. We're going to yeah. have. We're going to have possums. Yep. We're going to have mice. We're going to have rats. We're going to have spiders. We're going to have. Be more concerned about ticks. Awesome. Ticks. ticks. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Ticks.
4: The little blood suckers. Yep. Uh,
0: you just pull them off.
4: Yeah, but sometimes you won't even know they're on you. So you know, make sure. Well, if you'd can... like,
0: every evening I could examine you and see if there's any ticks. On. I
4: can examine myself, but I will advise everyone here to examine themselves at the end of the day. And make sure that there's no ticks. on
0: Well, let's get a look in this house. We probably need to clean it up. That's your job, ladies. Ooh,
4: we're going there. Does the house, house, I'm ignoring him. Does the house um, look as spooky on the inside as it does on the outside?
0: Yes, I
1: mean, that's a matter of opinion. Cobwebs?
4: Uh, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'll take care of the cobwebs. Does it look like a, a haunted house, or does it look like just an old house that's a little rundown on the outside, but Um, let me show you. Are there you. like are there like holes in a wall? There's holes in a ceiling, that sort of thing, or is it I still
0: doubt that it's dilapidated, but it's probably all the paint's peeling off of it. Yeah, there you go. Hmm.
1: So, you know, it's
4: it's a roof over your head. Okay. Are there any holes in the roof?
1: Uh, no, it seems, it seems patched.
4: Okay. That's all I care about.
0: Just be careful. If we light a fire in the fireplace, make sure it doesn't set the house on fire. It could be all clogged up with creosote and stuff. Well, are there any chimney brushes? You're going to clean the chimneys?
4: (laughs) It's, it's it's better to. It's
0: it's not going to get that cold. It's August.
4: Yeah, but we're not
0: talking about for the heat. We're talking about for the lighting. Well, let's do a campfire outside. That'd be way more fun. We got kerosene lamps inside. I'll start gathering wood. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. actually a great idea.
4: Um, watch uh, out for uh, watch out for copperheads out there.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, you and Terrence have uh, uh, started off for
0: your gathering wood. Um, I got my axe so I can chop limbs sure. off of dead trees and stuff like that.
1: Yep. Um, Jack, you see that uh, there's the hand pump in the kitchen? Um, and you notice that on the wall above the pump there's a little faded yellow and blue hand-stitched plaque it says, God bless our happy home. Nice. Uh, The little window there looks out into the backyard. You can clearly see the outhouse there. It's not too far away. I'm actually
2: going to give the pump a couple of heave hose and make sure that it's primed and make sure that maybe get the brown water out of it or get as much brown out of it as I can so that it's ready to go if somebody needs a drink or for cooking or whatever.
1: Yep. And I'll remind you, it is August, so it is hot, um, it's Vermont, so it's not unbearable at nighttime. It does kind of cool off. You're up in the mountains a little bit. So it's it's actually quite nice at nighttime, but during the day, it, it can get kind of hot. Um, yeah, you, you start pumping, then exactly like you said, it comes out kind of brownish, but eventually it does clear up. Thinking ahead. Yep, perfect. Um, other than that, there's not a whole lot of, much to see in the house, really. Um,
2: did they leave any furniture behind or is it pretty much stripped to the walls?
1: It's your bare bones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: So there's plenty of room if you want to lay down sleeping bags or folding cots or something so that uh, everybody has a nice place to sleep.
1: Yep, exactly.
2: Or nice as possible.
1: Um, Charlie, uh, any issue with, you're going to take one of the bedrooms upstairs, right?
4: Or, or did you say, you were, are you going to yeah, do it again? Yeah, I'll take, I'll, I'll take take one of the bedrooms. As a matter of fact, um, uh, imagining that both of them aren't around the same size, I'll let Melissa take the larger one since her ego needs to uh, fill out in her.
2: So the two women are in the bedrooms upstairs and Blaine is in the bedroom downstairs, is that what? Yep. Uh, okay. okay, got it. Okay.
1: Um, so... Eventually, you guys, everything gets settled in, gear is stowed. Yep. Uh, it's been a long trip. You're all kind of tired and worn out. And uh, suddenly, Blaine gathers it. And everybody, you know, get together. Come on over. And Blaine says, "You know what, everybody? I'm going to treat you all. I'm going to take you all up to lunch. We're going to go head up to Jim's Grill.
2: All right. Have a nice, nice. burger and a burger and a shake.
1: Yep." So you guys get back into the vehicles you drive into town. It's not that far. I'm trying to think you're roughly about Anywhere from a mile to three miles outside of town, so I mean you could walk it but it's much easier to drive mm-hmm. um, You pull up to the grill And you see that as you're driving through town, you're kind of getting some looks. The the locals are kind of giving you some looks. Um, You kind of get a sense that you might not be very welcome here. Um, And when you get to the grill, uh, you start getting out of the vehicle and you see there's a gentleman standing on the sidewalk and he's kind of standing there. It looks like he might have been waiting for you almost. Um, And he kind of, he's got a big old smile on his face. And uh, he sees you tug and he's
3: like, "Oh, you're a big, big one." Is that Joe?
1: This is not Joe. No.
3: Yep. How's this guy dressed? What does he look like? Is it the um, economist Jim?
0: No. Nope. Damn. You are, I say to him, looking down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He, uh, he holds out his hand, and he shakes your hand, and he uh, says, my name is Richard Wendell. Uh, I'm the
0: local reporter. Really? They have a newspaper in this town, huh? Yes, sir. Did you know your name is a tongue twister? Richard Wendell? Yeah, say that three times fast. Richard Wendell, Richard Wendell, Richard Wendell. <laughs> So he, he uh, introduced himself. He seems quite friendly.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. he, actually, he's like, do you mind, uh, you know, th- this is like news for a small town like this. Do you mind if I get your names and everything?
0: Okay. So
2: we can either lead him toward Blaine or we can all holler at him at once.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to go inside. I'm just going to kind of walk past him and... I'm going to go get something to eat. Blaine, this is Blaine's job, PR or marketing or whatever. He can handle it as far as I'm concerned.
1: He uh, he stops you just before you go into the door and he says, uh, excuse me, sir. Do you, do you mind holding on? I, I was just hoping I could get a group picture of you all.
2: All right. I'll circle back around and, you know, I'll stand next to Tug and, you know,
0: you know, there's a lot of folklore that says that when he takes your picture, it's going to steal a little bit of your soul. There's people that would die rather than let them take your picture. But I'll let you take my picture. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a very quick, you know, he just kind of
1: like forms you up in a quick uh-huh, group. Uh-huh. Puts you make sure that the uh, Jim's grill sign is in the background. It's clearly seen. Uh, and he, and he takes a photograph of you
0: okay. when, the, when the flash goes off i go ah ah i felt it i felt it <laughs> i felt it
1: and he'll just make small talk with you and uh, you know ask you what you're doing here and i assume unless you guys have questions we can just push forward
0: school project yep
1: he might be a good
2: contact for the folklore people later yeah
3: yeah, I'd probably, being as he's a uh, newsman, I'd be interested in, uh, uh, you know, any uh, unusual uh, stories or uh, sort of uh, local legends, uh, weird events that he uh, has heard of or would care to uh, talk about.
2: You can uh, stay outside and that, talk to him. The rest of us can go in.
0: Do they have like a little historical society in this town? or a library a library yes the library okay i yep. we'll remember that because there's probably some folklore stuff
1: yeah um jerry i think you would know that blaine would have told you guys like this is kind of like your your arrivals and you guys can sit down and eat so the the whole you know interviewing people and everything we can start that tomorrow um
3: so unless that was any, just like, my comment on the nature of the small talk, you said some small talk is made. So yes, perfect. Or if he volunteers anything in the course of small talk, yep. uh, that's what I would turn his attention toward if possible. Yeah, perfect. I'm not really trying to interview him.
0: Let's get inside and get some steak. Yeah. Uh, you go
1: inside. There's a gentleman behind the the grill. There's a woman behind the counter, and there's a younger kid, maybe about. I don't know, 12, 14 years old. Uh, he's sitting down at the end of the, the, uh, the counter there, and he's kind of got his head down. It looks like he's drawn. Um, of course, he looks up, and it, the, the woman and the man, they look up, and they're like, whoa, you know, we weren't expecting a whole crowd to come in like this. Uh, but they greet you. They're friendly. They're like, you know, well, welcome to town, um, and she'll, she'll take your orders. Cool.
2: We'll just sit around, you know, grab a couple of tables. Everybody just kind of take a seat, get their favorite drink, get their meal. Yep. You know, kid stuff.
0: Yep. Um, I'm going to go over to the guy who's drawing and say, what's your drawing? Uh, Yeah, he kind of like
1: looks up at you. uh, He's very polite. Uh, He says, just passing the time, uh, just – if if you look at his the uh, picture, you don't even need to do a spot hidden. It looks like he's drawing trees. Um okay. w- one tree in particular looks a little scary, but okay. looks like uh you know he's just
0: drawing some nice trees. Did they look good? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Like, got... dude, that's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, Tug, my name is Tug. Hey Tug, my name's Jason. Hey Jason.
1: Um you guys are eating your meal and the front door opens and in walks two gentlemen the one gentleman walks in he's rather stern looking he's tall uh, he's got a cowboy hat on and the uh, other guy behind him is smaller in fact he looks almost like your age he looks young he's only like 20 21 maybe um, but he walks in and the, the taller guy Kind of like just stands there, and he's just eyeballing all of you. He's looking around. Ladies, gentlemen, I'm the sheriff. Sheriff Spencer. We're the Long Cops Corner. We will not hesitate to make your stay here most unpleasant if you break the rules. I'm aware how you city kids enjoy your brothels, your speakeasies, your stag around drunk at all hours of the night, day and night. I realize that there are so many of you delinquents that the authorities in the city let you run amuck with the care of your lives or your souls. Well, not here. This is a God-fearing town. There will be no stories of drunken carousing, shoplifting, cow tipping, or any other perversions your idle minds can come up with. Not here. This town has already seen m- more unwanted attention than it deserves, thanks to the last group of your drunken hooligans who rampaged through here and wound up dead and missing in the mountains. We don't need you stirring up the trouble. Watch yourselves and God bless. And with that, he kind of like spins a little, maybe a little too dramatically and he walks out, but the deputy sticks behind and you see the
0: deputy just kind of like rolls his eyes. I think he's talking about us. (laughs) But Where's the brothel back at Miskatonic? I don't know the brothels that makes Miskatonic. Whatever. I think on that note,
4: we'll end it. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Big
3: cool. timing.
0: Yeah. Um, so far, I've, I've actually taken some pretty extensive notes, so I'll put them up on the on Google documents so that, so that we can all see them. Jeff, you can then correct the spelling. Cool. All right. Our players included Bill Mize, Wayne Worthy, George Sieg, and myself with Jeff Wilkins as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Um, We'd like to mention uh, that we have a new patron uh, who goes by the handle shimino 70 k He pledged $3 a month. Thank you so much, Shimino. If you'd like like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We love reading them. This is Tom Riley together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft with the Call of Cthulhu role playing game. Until next time, good luck, good game.